Welcome to this day in history class. It's July 30th. The Diggers Republic of Clipdrift was established in South Africa on this day in 1870. So a quick caveat on this one. There's a little historical cloudiness around this event. The Republic in question is also called the Diggers Republic and the Diamond Diggers Republic and sometimes described as not even a republic at all. And a lot of those sources that we have on it are third hand at best. But this one event is like a little snapshot of ongoing international strife in South Africa over who would get control of its diamonds. So a huge rush for diamonds started in South Africa after they were discovered there in 1866. And multiple different peoples and factions were all fighting for control of the same diamond territory. There were the Boer, also pronounced more like Boer, who were people of Dutch descent who had colonized South Africa. And there were multiple different factions within these people. There were also the British and multiple indigenous peoples, including the Khoikhoi and the Griqua. They all were trying to gain access to this same area until the president of the Transvaal, which was one of these Boer factions, declared that it was all Boer property. Naturally, this infuriated everyone else, and a group of immigrant miners from Britain led by Stafford Parker fought back. They tried to drive all of the Transvaal personnel out of the region. Parker had been born in England in 1833, and it's not totally clear when he made his way to South Africa, but he does seem to have been in the area and working as a miner by 1869. Once they had pressed back the Transvaal forces, Parker declared the whole area its own republic, that being the Republic of Clipdrift, named for its capital of Clipdrift, and Stafford Parker was elected as its president. So in some accounts, this isn't described so much as the establishment of a republic as more like the creation of a mutual protection agreement among the miners. And instead of being the president, Stafford Parker was more just like the executive of this whole whole mutual agreement. Regardless of which is more accurate, the result was the same. About a thousand British miners moved into the area and they started working out rules about who could stake claims where and who should have authority over what. But this self-proclaimed republic didn't last for very long. Boer forces kept trying to negotiate to take it back over. And eventually a British force moved in and did take it back over. But this was just the start of ongoing back and forth about who had control of it. It was eventually absorbed into Griqualand West, and it later became part of the Orange Free State. And like I said, this was part of the ongoing conflict between the British and Dutch Boer forces in South Africa and against South Africa's indigenous peoples. And these conflicts, which sometimes escalated into all-out wars, went on for decades. Thanks to Christopher Hasiotis for his research work on today's episode and to Tari Harrison for her audio skills in all of these episodes. You can subscribe to This Day in History class on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Tune in tomorrow for an event from 1492 that is usually overshadowed by Christopher Columbus's famous voyage.